0: And now, our feature presentation, Imitating Art with Don and Chuck.
1: Hey, and welcome to Imitating Art. I'm Chuck. And I'm Don. And here at Imitating Art, we like to uh, review and dissect movies and see if they have any life lessons worth learning. And uh, tonight we're talking about Liar Liar, Uh, the Jim Carrey movie from, I don't know, 97, 98, somewhere around there. Uh, And since we're taking it back to the the 90s for this one, I'm going to go ahead and open this Capri Sun brand beverage that I happen to have, because we just have a little case of them in the kitchen right now.
0: That'll be uh, some some great audio. (laughs) Yep. So there's going to be some squishing and slurping going on.
1: Well, I mean, it's usually my...
0: That's your other podcast, squishing and slurping. (laughs) Uh, I also like how how you, 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 uh, sounds more like an invitation. Go Sounds, uh, I I also like how you, whenever, whenever you start to introduce us, you, uh, you say, um, like, like as if you're thinking about completely changing the way we, we intro and then you just go into the one that we always do.
1: (laughs) What else am I going to say at this point? (laughs)
0: Huh? Alright, mm-hmm. did, did you get Capri Sun all over the microphone now?
1: Uh, just the bass, it splooged a little bit
0: Just the bass uh, yeah, yeah, We're going to yeah. have to censor this episode, I think
1: We haven't censored any of the other ones
0: <laughs> um, So yeah, Liar Liar I uh, have not seen this movie in a very long time I assume you've probably seen it last year Seems like one of those ones you watch on a regular basis
1: yeah, Alex and I watch Liar like, pretty, Liar pretty regularly.
0: You guys have a pretty good, like, Rolodex of movies that you watch <laughs> at least once a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, well, uh, Alex is better about it than I am, and like, she'll be like, oh, we should watch this, and I'm like, yes, we should, and mm-hmm. then it just happens that we end up watching the movies we really like uh, quite often. Uh, yeah. Liar Liar, I, I realized when I was watching it, I don't think I've ever listed it among my favorite movies, but it's probably on the list somewhere like top 50 top 100 something like that yeah i, I really like lara lara and like i said I've, I've watched it quite
0: often so you 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 probably weren't uh, you weren't surprised by much of what of going into this i was uh thinking one when i was going into it i wonder how well any of this is going to hold up you know 20 some years later um and i was you know pleasantly surprised that there weren't a whole lot of things that were too cringeworthy <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was the one, uh, the the racist moment where he imitated a Native American Mm -hmm. after pulling a bald man's uh, toupee off.
0: Yeah, pretty sure he called a guy Uh, in the boardroom a retard.
1: uh, Probably. (laughs) I I don't don't remember that word specifically, but yeah. yeah. Uh, For the most part, it holds up pretty well, though. Yeah, it's not. I mean, Uh,
0: it's not as it's not that bad. Um, It's not. It's not as bad as many movies from the '90s are. (laughs) Sure. Yeah.
1: Um sometimes like when a movie is from the 90s I'm just like it's been since the 90s since I watched it maybe I don't want to watch it again just in case.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but anyway it was but it was this was a lot a lot of fun and you really can tell that he's like coming off of Ace Ventura and producing it with the same people.
1: <laughs> yeah, um and it's funny cuz I was thinking in the beginning of this movie
0: speaking of movies that don't age well. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh I like I was thinking at the beginning of this movie that for the year it came out like the first 20 minutes or so is relatively subdued Jim Carrey. Mhm. Oh, I mean, yeah, after especially after the Mask and Ace Ventura uh but then once once the magic starts it's just let Jim do his stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he go and he does. He goes wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if he, so if you haven't seen Liar Liar, I, I don't know why you haven't, but it's uh, Jim Carrey plays Fletcher Reed, who is a, a lawyer uh, who wants to become a partner at his firm. He also has a son with his ex-wife. Uh, the son's name is Max. Uh, Fletcher is not a, a great dad. He's fairly absent. He always puts his uh, job before his job family priorities but when he gets around max like he's a very good father and he's great with him when he's around uh but because he's a lawyer and because he's always breaking promises and whatnot uh, he has a bad habit of lying about pretty much everything so on max's birthday when he blows out his candles he wishes that his dad for one day can't tell a lie and for Through the next the 20, movies yeah uh, for for the next 24 hours, uh, Fletcher realizes he can no longer lie and has to navigate uh, his life uh, as a father and as a lawyer, where the case he's trying is specifically built on lies <laughs> uh, in order for him to win. Uh, so he's got to navigate all of this, along with uh, a woman who kind of has it out for him at the firm, while trying to get out of having to lie. Yeah, uh, And it's just... The antics of Jim Carrey, physically fighting against his impulse or, or to lie while yeah. his lips just won't do it, uh, and
0: uh, I believe that he embodies the the term uh, hilarity ensues because that's pretty much what happens. He just goes wild, and you get to watch him be like a great, char- like a, a great uh, physical actor throughout the whole thing, and he gets to make his faces and do his do his shtick the whole time.
1: Yeah, like his, his great rubber-faced stuff, his big, broad, comedic acting.
0: Yeah, which since so we're talking th- about it right now, I can say that when his son asked him a question when he couldn't lie, and he said, uh, if I really do this with my face, will it get stuck that way? And he's like, no, not at all. Some people make a good living that way. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was a great little uh, little meta joke.
1: Yeah, I, I've always uh, loved that joke. This movie is, with credits, it's 87 minutes, uh, yeah, which isn't even, a lot I didn't of even time. know you
0: could get that into the theater.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there is a minimum, but I can't remember what it is to, to be called a feature. It might be like 75 or something like that, hmm. but because it's 87 minutes, they ha- they have a lot of great story economy at the beginning of the movie where within minutes, you know a lot about the characters, you know, a lot about the situations that they're in, you know, All about their relationships, like it. It all happens like very quickly and very well, and it's funny too. Like it.
0: Mm -hmm. It starts off with the kid saying, "My dad's a liar," and his teacher's like, "You mean a lawyer?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, lawyer jokes. We're starting."
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, it's it's a good profession to put him in to have a movie about someone who can't lie.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially uh, because
1: he's a sleazy lawyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you get, you get the family dynamic going right in the beginning that he's there while, uh, his, uh, wife's his ex-wife or I don't know if they're actually divorced yet, but his what his ex-partner's, uh, new boyfriend sure is divorced. there. Yeah. Jerry, and
1: the great Kerry Elwes.
0: Yeah. He is. And what is that character he's playing? He plays, he's like such a weird, he sounds, he seems like he's doing a Jim Carrey impression at times.
1: Uh I I feel like he's just doing the uh like it, it's like a classic like 50s sitcom dad character.
0: Okay. I guess um, maybe there's the inspiration.
1: <laughs> I would think so. It could also be because uh I mean he's not American. He's he's very very British, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know how comfortable he is with American accents. He's played Americans before, but like if we just watched Twister uh, again recently and he's in that but he plays a southern dude and his southern american accent is awful
0: is it i was gonna yes. say i figured if british people are imitating americans they can do a pretty good southern
1: <laughs> you would think right it's it's a little closer to like the standard whatever you want to call it american yeah. accent but
0: maybe they'd be better no. at boston <laughs> it like,
1: oh, yeah, might be um, um anyway one of the things i really love about uh jerry though Carrie Ellis' character, is that he's not, like, there is no real bad guy. I mean, Miranda is kind of a bad guy, but she's more a thorn in Fletcher's side. There's no real bad guy. Traditionally, you would think it would be the ex-wife's new husband, who is, like, threatening to take the family away, because he's moving to Boston, and he wants, uh, uh, what the The hell is the mom's name? Oh. Anyway, more Tierney's character. Yeah. He, he he wants her and Max to come to Boston with him. Uh, but he's not a... He's, I guess, technically the bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. He's actually really great with both the ex-wife and Max.
0: I mean, I almost think that Jim Carrey's character, Fletcher, is the bad guy and the good guy. Like, he, oh, we're for rooting sure. for him, but he's, like, trying to fight against his worst tendencies.
1: Yeah. Well. I feel like subconsciously when we watch a movie like this, we know movies are about change. And so we get to root like when the bad guy is the main character, especially in a comedy like this, like it's a lighthearted movie. uh, It feels family. Like it's got that great nineties score that like family movies have.
0: Oh yeah. I was going to mention that. It's so Um, fun. and Just like it, it almost could just be like a Disney like adventure movie.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so in a movie like this, I feel like we subconsciously know that we can root for the guy with all of the bad habits or, or bad traits because we assume he's going to change by the end of the movie.
0: mm mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and and I mean, it's it's kind of hard to start rooting for Fletcher in the beginning because he really kind of shows himself to not really seem to care too much. Um He's making real bad decisions and staying, you know, missing his son's birthday party to have sex with his boss. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, it's just like this, and he's he gets upset about, uh, what's Carrie was his character's name again? Jerry. Jerry. Okay, yeah, so Jerry, he gets upset about Jerry, even though he's good with his son, and he's actually yeah. there for his son. But it's just like, it's just, he's kind of just showing off his fragile ego, like just being hurt that his son is... At being attached to somebody else who actually shows up.
1: Yeah. Like he he bought him the like Fletcher bought him the the glove and ball and Well,
0: his assistant did. Well, yeah. But he gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, he uh, handed it to him without knowing but, what was in the box. Yeah.
1: But uh and then Jerry offers to play ball with him, which, yeah. you know, classically Fletcher is not going to show up for something like that.
0: Some of the like family dynamic relationships in this movie made me think of Elf
1: sure it it definitely does have like a, a slight disney feel to it it's mm-hmm. it's probably a little too racy at points for for disney mm-hmm. but it definitely has that like quaintness to it
0: yeah and also is this our third jim carrey movie <laughs> yes
1: I, yeah. I was thinking that too it's at least the
0: third because yeah we'll have to update the imitating art wiki <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> 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 because we've done eternal sunshine and uh, uh, uh truman truman show
0: yeah I thought there I mean, might have been a fourth, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's it because I can't think what of what other what about. other one we would have done.
1: But and this was kind of the start of that dramatic turn for for Jim Carrey. It's still a comedy, but it has those just a couple of those more dramatic character moments mm-hmm. where he gets to have emotions on screen and not just be the funny not just guy, just be wacky in the close up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There are are a couple of moments at the end that I think are like genuinely moving and and sweet.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But still has that signature kind of Jim Carrey like charm to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I think one of the things I wrote was like, Jim Carrey is just so personable and enjoyable. Like he just seems like, even as Fletcher, who is, as he says himself, because he can't lie, an inconsiderate prick. Yeah. Yeah. when he's just sitting there joking around, you're like, I want to be around this guy.
0: Yeah, and did you 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 saw like the outtakes little reel at the end, right?
1: Of course.
0: I was gonna say like that that part. I feel like that alone makes it feel like you want to just hang around him <laughs> while yeah. he's working.
1: Yeah, and just like even that moment in like the blooper reel when Swoozy Kurtz calls him an overactor, and <laughs> yeah. he just cracks up and hugs her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems like they're just having a good time on set. Yeah. Um, um I like that, uh, I, I like that his, his overacting and his like, his, is is like insanity, like really kind of just shows off how weird it must feel to like, not be able to say something you want to say, do, you know, your brain is like not letting you do what you know you want to do. <laughs> so like, yeah. even though it's like completely, like. completely contrived the whole thing uh, is it it works you know it works for like showing that he's really just trying to keep his mouth from saying something he doesn't want to say
1: yeah and and he's so good at that physical stuff like Mm -hmm. it it really does look like his body is like fighting itself just to move his mouth
0: yeah so did you have uh did you have any exclamation points in this one no 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 i mean i like that more tyranny was in it but i have mrs selner (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah uh she's i mean she's great in both of those movies uh, yes <laughs> mrs Dotfire if you didn't know at home uh, yes <laughs> but uh yeah and she's i i think i like this character better than than mrs selner like the way she handles fletcher and mm-hmm. but she's like no nonsense and yeah. she's just like she balances him out perfectly but yeah. she's And she's also, like, sweet, and it's just, a like, a great, it's a fairly small role, but it's, it feels completely fleshed out, even though you only see her at work.
0: Yeah, but as far, and as far as that actor went, she had a great couple of years there, too, (laughs) between Mrs. Doubtfire and this.
1: Yeah, there was only uh, four years, I think, three or four years. I I think 97 is when this came out, so three years. Yeah. In between, or Four years Yeah not, Either It, it or. doesn't matter 93 was Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire um, It's funny I've seen this movie So many times That I know I've made the connection That that's Mrs. Selner. But when I was watching <laughs> it This time It just completely Went over my head
0: <laughs> I was, It took me a second and I was like Who is that That's Mrs. Selner." For a second I was thinking It was the neighbor In Mrs. Doubtfire And then I was like Wait no
1: <laughs> Oh the one that Calls the cops In the beginning
0: Yeah Miranda Hillard please Yes <laughs> <laughs> That one yeah. We're having a party In the house <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that movie sometime just for fun.
1: (laughs) It's on the list.
0: (laughs) Um, so obviously the goddamn pen is blue is one of the, one of my favorite scenes
1: (laughs) in this movie. Come on. Yeah. I was just realizing today that it's, it's kind of a genius scene because he he needs to test. He just needs to figure out if he can lie about something. Mm -hmm. And so just making it something Something super simple, like looking at yeah looking at a blue pen and trying to say it's red but it won't happen he can't do it and then it it's double genius because he then gets to try to write a lie and see if he can write a lie mm-hmm. and it just <laughs> flows together and it's very and it's also just one of the funniest scenes in the yeah. movie and i think it's one of the most well remembered scenes
0: between that one and i'm kicking my own ass of course <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Too. Those are the two that I remember the most from this movie.
1: <laughs> a madman, your honor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that he was like learning how to get around, <laughs> not lying.
1: Yeah, figuring out how to tell the truth in a way. See, it's true,
0: a madman. He's out of control.
1: <laughs> yeah, like when he asked what he looked like, he just describes himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, but about six two, pretty lanky.
1: Yeah, big teeth. <laughs> Um, My, uh, my grandma, my dad's mom, uh, she didn't like Jim Carrey and she would always cite his big teeth (laughs) as one of the reasons why she didn't like him.
0: I don't like that kid. Big teeth. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the, the self-aware bits that come out of Jim Carrey's mouth in this, you know, in Fletcher's mouth when he's like at some point he says, I'm such a shit when he's talking Mm -hmm. about his son, like missing his son's party again or whatever it was, missing, picking him up. Like there's moments where you see him just slowly kind of like it, it washes over him when he like says it out loud. And then he's like, Oh, I am a bad father. (laughs) He actually says I'm a bad father at one point.
1: Yeah. Uh, because he knows that if he says it, it must be true. Yeah. And so it, in those moments it gets to hit him that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh shit. I, I've been doing things wrong for so long.
0: Yeah, similarly, I think it's kind of interesting, actually. I didn't really think about the two of these together, but the fact that he says he's a bad father and he's surprised, but more than once he actually says, he says, like, I am excited to see my son or I love my son, and then he's surprised to hear himself say that, too. So it's like, which side, of the, which side of the fence are you coming down on? Like, you're surprised that you're a bad father, but you're also surprised that you love your kid?
1: Yeah, well, um... I don't, I don't think Fletcher is very introspective. That is so very I, I think, true, yes. He's I very think him surface. Learning, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think him learning anything about himself uh, is a bit of a surprise. But also, when, when he said... Uh, I think it's towards the end when he says, you know, I, I love my son. And he looks... When he realizes that it's true and it's genuinely happening, he's like, how about that? <laughs> I do.
0: I guess that could um, definitely be something that people wonder like if, if they really know what love is or what like love loving your son is supposed to be like then maybe he didn't he may he never knew for that he really did or he was never sure
1: yeah or just never thought about it took it for granted so yeah probably took it
0: for granted he probably thought he could push it push that conversation with himself down the road
1: i mean with with the way he does his job as a lawyer i don't think he really wants to look inside of himself very often.
0: That's true. It's probably better for him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, or else he won't be able to do his job uh, the, the way that he does it as successful as, as he does it.
0: Right. Um, so I, and the, the device of him not being able to lie, I really made it fun to watch the courtroom sequences where he had to kind of like actually be a good lawyer and like yeah. figure something out without, like, trying to cheat to get away with it.
1: Yeah. Um, and I like that they set up all of the lies that he has to tell in order to win the case. Right. <laughs> so that way you know what he has to say and you just, you're just you just waiting for the joke
0: mm-hmm. of
1: what's going to happen. Um, and I really love that moment when it looks like he's going to have an epiphany of how to do it. And then he just asked to go to to the bathroom. Yeah, would the court be willing to grant me a short bathroom break?
0: <laughs> yeah, I also like the way that he played the he plays the judge, <laughs> and yeah. the judge is like, "Well, I better take a bathroom break too." Then. <laughs> yeah,
1: is that really necessary? No.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, that was. It was fun. Also, the scene in the boardroom where the, his boss brings him in to like dressed down the the other partner and then the guy thinks he's roasting him. That yeah. whole scene was, was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. The dad from Dharma
0: and Greg. Is that who he was? I never watched Dharma and Greg.
1: Yeah, it was, it was Greg's dad. I, I watched a little bit of it. I don't, I think I remember one scene from it and just generally the vibe of the show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, apparently it's on Hulu. I might, might go watch it.
0: Hmm. Um, I don't expect it.
1: Speaking of things from the nineties that we don't know how it's going to hold up. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Dharma and Greg,
0: like the nanny.
1: Sure, but I guess <laughs> the same thing would probably happen with Dharma and Greg. That it's a sitcom, so I give it allowances.
0: Yeah, I wonder how Frazier would be now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably, probably not great. Probably not, but maybe. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> when I'm when I'm at work and I need to get something from one of my where my other coworkers are I pick it up uh, I very often use uh, the Jim Carrey I'm taking this when he, <laughs> when he grabs the the air freshener from yeah. the guy who towed his car Yeah. And it's but it's such an obscure line I guarantee no one no one knows what I'm referencing. I, but
0: yeah, of all the lines we reference that that one definitely is probably the most would be the hardest to pin down cuz it's such a specific it's such a specific scene in a a small scene in a movie and not even an unusual way of saying something.
1: Yeah. And it's a completely nondescript line, but it's just one of those lines that for some reason it just gets stuck in my head.
0: Oh, trust me. I know. I'm, (laughs) if I ever go back and watch the blink documentary, there's like, you know, half of that stuff is what I say on a regular basis.
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, Um, going back real quick to the, uh, the roasting scene in the mm -hmm. boardroom. I like that Uh, after he says all these things about his, I guess, main boss, like the big partner. Yeah. Uh, because he's speaking a little poetically, he has to add figuratively speaking at the end so that it's not a lie.
0: Oh yeah. 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 You mean (laughs) steaming pile of dung or something like that? Yeah. Figuratively speaking.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I thought that was like a, a fun, like, I think the writers had fun with that. Like we want him to say this, but it's a lie and yeah. then you find like the the out and yeah. you're like that's so simple he found it's a like, loophole it's like the pen
0: <laughs> i mean this is I'm, I'm already jumping to the end here but the the plane scene i didn't remember this at all and it's it an is
1: 87 com- minute movie completely ridiculous oh yeah he <laughs> like, gets completely on the stair completely car
0: <laughs> insane yeah he has the stair car um and doesn't have to steer it apparently he can just ride like the 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 yeah, the axles on that stair car are so true that 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 mechanic should be getting a raise. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's going seventy miles an hour down the tarmac and it doesn't yeah, move at all. Yeah, he's going at
1: speed with the plane.
0: <laughs> Completely ridiculous. Like, well, I feel like the rest of this movie, even the wish thing coming true, almost like I I buy it that part. Really
1: sure. <laughs> well, the wish thing is like it's magical. So yeah, because just have to buy yeah, that. Because this magic, is this is you know? real
0: physics that we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, because it, yeah. it's like they don't explain. The uh, the wish, which is really great. Like movies don't do that as much anymore, where they introduce this magical element just to get the movie started, Mm -hmm. and you You just just accept it. it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean that was that was '90s movies, man. Yeah. Have you seen kid getting a check for a million (laughs) dollars? Yeah. But so at the end, I I like that he at least breaks both of his legs when he falls (laughs) off of it.
0: That's the yeah, and I guess yeah, I guess he's he's just fine a year later though.
1: Sure, he had time to recover, but he is sitting down. Oh, no, he gets up and chases him around with the claw.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's one that you also reference somewhat frequently, I think, is the claw.
1: The claw. I feel like I more often reference Jerry doing the claw. Oh, this. You're scared of the claw.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, having not watched it in so long, I I just was taking your word for it. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see why. It's such
1: It's such a great, like, dad thing with Mm -hmm. a little kid.
0: And the kid's like, nope.
1: (laughs) Here's It's like the tickle monster, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, So goofy, but... What did did you think of the happy ending?
1: I mean, it's just that type of movie.
0: Yeah, just Uh, a feel-good, happy movie. It's got to end with the family together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it... I don't think it would have necessarily been better if they didn't get back together, but it it, would have been equal. Still would have been a good ending, but... Mm -hmm. By the time you get to the end, though, like you, you kind of want that happy feeling that goes with the the Disney music.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels good, but it definitely makes me roll my eyes a bit.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> but at least he's learned his lesson. It's not like, uh... and they probably spent a year getting closer together.
0: There was, there, it was a funny little little bit at the end where they he blew the candles out and then the lights went. First of all, why did the entire room go dark when they blew the candles out? (laughs) But then when they were kissing, when the lights came back on, they were like, did you wish for mom and dad to get back together? Yeah, it was a, we got to get one more in. No, I definitely liked it more than I, than I was expecting to. It was, it, it was definitely a fun one to return to.
1: Yeah. Um, I just, it's just, it's funny. It's good. Oh, I, I, also, just wanted to say when he was beating himself up, which was fucking brutal, by the way.
0: Yeah, uh, that was that was more brutal than I remember it being.
1: Yeah, I put uh, Fletcher Reed goes full of Tyler Durden.
0: <laughs> yes, he does.
1: But yeah, it's just good feel good comedy. Really like a good performance, like yeah. from good. Jim Carrey.
0: Good way to have Jim Carrey perform a lot of what he does best: this is the physical mm-hmm. comedy. <laughs>
1: And a good way of helping him start to transition towards uh, more, I guess you could say, like, adult roles.
0: Yeah, it was a nice bridge um, for him.
1: Or more mature roles, I, I should say.
0: Yeah. Uh, well...
1: Not that Fletcher is a very mature person, but...
0: Well, no, but I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: it ha- ha- has a little more depth uh, to it than, you know, age mm-hmm. mature.
0: Definitely. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I knew this was going to be a short one, but do you have anything else about the movie before we go into lessons? I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do either.
0: All right, we'll take a break and come right back and talk about the lessons. Okie doke. anyway sorry we're no ret and link we are no ret and link no but we are, are we, back
1: yeah
0: <laughs> are you ready Are um <laughs> i can't believe that was like so Why did i do so that many lessons here
1: yeah i mean there's only a couple and they're like very <laughs> surface uh but that's okay uh
0: No, I think I'm interested to talk about some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess go with the obvious first. To quote Seth Rogen in 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, I watched this movie called Liar, Liar, and the message was, don't lie. And that was a smart movie.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Do you remember that line? No, I don't, but I, I can hear Seth Rogen saying it.
1: Yeah, and for some I don't it's been a long time since I've seen 40-year-old virgin. I don't remember a lot of the lines, but for some reason that's just nice. one of the ones that I always love, probably because I love liar liar.
0: Probably. But <laughs> being able to play Seth Rogen's voice in my head has been very helpful as I'm reading his memoir.
1: Nice. Do you hear his laugh in your head a lot too? Of
0: of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 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 it's hard to do. It but is. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, uh
1: I don't think so. But
0: well my my first one that I wrote down here was quite simply we we lie to ourselves to make our to feel better about ourselves, which is what you know which, what Fletcher was doing throughout yeah, a lot but, of that. He was telling himself a lot of the stuff was okay or things were going to be okay.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. And I mean he he was and he's good at making people believe the same type of lies about themselves. Like we We didn't really go into what the court case is. So it's just uh, like a divorce case where uh, the woman that he's uh, representing has cheated on her husband and is essentially uh, getting sued for divorce uh, because she, uh, without getting anything, because she broke her prenuptial agreement. Um,
0: Yeah, because she cheated on him seven times.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he spins this yarn because he's a good slimy lawyer about how she got pushed pushed into cheating by uh, an inattentive husband. And, like, she's buying it by the end of it, you know? Um, yep. It's also just a great scene. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, those... But those are the same types of lies he tells himself about himself, too. That, like, he has to do this work instead of playing ball with his son because he needs to make partner.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of seeing himself in these people in the court by the end where he gets this woman off on a technicality because she signed the prenup before she was of legal age because in California, you can't sign into a contract before you're 18 without without your parental consent. And apparently she was 17 but lied about her age. So she Mm -hmm. also got rewarded for lying in the end yes and then Uh, he kind of sees oh well now she's trying to take the kids away from their dad who is clearly a good dad or looks like a good dad so like now he is kind of like questioning what he did and why he's doing it
1: yeah like you really only get that one shot of uh, the the husband like hugging the kid or 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 whatever yeah but you also get her
0: saying that he is a good he she admits he's a good father, but she wants to take the kids away anyway because they're worth more child support.
1: Yeah, um, and like the kids obviously love the dad. Like when
0: yeah, they don't want to leave like, with her.
1: Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's, it's just and they got the Bluths.
0: Uh, they got the Bluths, um maid or <laughs> housekeeper Lupe. Lupe yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Alex was like Lupe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess she worked Apparently for... Apparently that uh, was
0: the stereotypical name in the late 90s, early 2000s for the Mexican yeah. housekeeper.
1: Yeah, I was like, I guess she worked for uh, Jennifer Dilly's character before she started <laughs> working for the Bluths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I, I actually wanted to talk about that in the review section, but it's okay. The, like, because that scene, like I said, or alluded to earlier, like, I think it's like a genuinely sweet, moving scene where he's like, wait, no, kids aren't leveraged, like, parents should be good parents and just like when he's trying to explain it to the judge but the court case is over like every everyone's been dismissed or adjourned and he's just like causing this ruckus telling the the judge that they made a mistake and then he's like you know i'm gonna have to hold you in contempt and then the music swells as he very passionately yells i hold myself in contempt yeah and i'm just like that's like i don't cry but that's like i get that you know frog in my throat where I'm like mm-hmm. it's so it's a great moment
0: he uh I I, I like that he just spent like the the whole day arguing in court for what he just got and then at the end got like that moment of regret where he was like I think we did a bad thing yeah and at that point the judge is like I won't have my judgment questioned
1: mm-hmm yeah, I mean, come on, that judge has just had to put up with Fletcher's antics all day.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's not, he's definitely the the boy who cried wolf in that situation. He's not going to, he has not earned himself any points with the judge.
1: Yeah, man, he he got the, uh, the man who had the affair with,
0: with <laughs> to admit on his, he argued yeah. on his own, against his own side.
1: Yeah, he got him to admit that he slept with her while she was married. Uh, yeah. With a great turkey impression. Uh, but. anyway, we're talking about not lying or lying to himself, <laughs> uh, and got sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I said, we but, lie to ourselves and feel better about ourselves, but, um, and that also comes into play when, like when he goes into the boardroom and starts being honest about how he feels about all these people and saying these terrible things about them, like they laugh about it because they're being quote unquote roasted, but like mm-hmm. they're probably like the reason that the partner probably laughed about it in the first place is because he doesn't want to believe that stuff about himself. So he's like anybody else who says it about me must be joking.
1: Sure. The exact opposite of Job or uh hearing anything about himself uh, <laughs> in that great episode. Anyway, we can, we could talk about, we should just have an Arrested Development podcast.
0: Yes, <laughs> we should.
1: Uh, I think a few of those already exist. I'm here for it. Uh, Whereas we're the only movie podcast that exists. Yes, we're
0: the only one. <laughs>
1: um, but to to kind of go along with that, because again, he's he's lying to himself about how important what he's doing is to like his future and his career. Uh, not that he's lying that it's important, but he's lying that it's more important than you know time with his son. Right. Uh, oh, I also wanted to connect that he the woman he's defending was a uh, had cheated on her husband. Fletcher, as it gets noted, uh, cheated on his wife when they were married. Right. Uh, so that's probably another reason why he was going with that lie.
0: With the great line, I I wasn't having as much sex as you when we were married.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, But uh, to go along with uh, that making uh, his career more important, I put... Uh, your career or whatever your thing is, is very important, but you have to assess whether it's more important than other aspects of your life. It's it's easy to lose sight of those things when you're focused on like big, important things, but just taking a little time for yourself and, and those other things, like your family, can make a huge difference in your life and, and the lives of the others around you.
0: You know, at the end of the day... <laughs>
1: i should have just written the end speech for every episode of scrubs is is what we're learning
0: well you're writing the end speech to every episode of this so that works Um, but yeah no you're right like he he definitely is not like like zooming out and looking at the big picture of his life and being like well what's going to be more important that i have a job that pays a little bit more or that i have a good relationship with my son that's clearly eroding very quickly as the kid is getting older also when they Mm -hmm. said he was turning five i was like i thought this kid was eight he looks so old
1: he's definitely not five
0: yeah yeah, yeah, he's playing well, I, down. I
1: didn't even I didn't even think of that. <laughs> even though the the candle that he blew out was the number five.
0: Well, he said, you're turning five at one point. And I was like, five? Really? Yeah,
1: and I just, in my head, he's still eight. They could say it as many times as they want. <laughs> he's not five to me. Yeah. You know, I'm looking, how old was this actor? Say what you're going to say. I'm going to look up this actor.
0: Okay. Um, another thing I had written down was that, uh, well, first of all, I just want to point out that I was going to point this out when I mentioned the woman like basically being rewarded for lying, but like Fletcher didn't get punished for all of his time for being a liar and being a bad parent. Like, I mean, yeah, it's great that he turns around in the end and maybe things turn into a happy ending, but he spent a lot of time being a total dick to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and he does not receive any comeuppance for that whatsoever, except for a crisis of conscience when his kid is finally going to be taken away somewhere else by another person so i feel like there's not really a good lesson as far as like oh lying hurts people and you're gonna get you know it has consequences (laughs) it's more like uh, everything will turn out fine in the end and i know it's a comedy (laughs) but
1: well i mean okay and he was eight by the way Um, he was
0: okay the actor uh, was
1: (laughs) he was and i mean you're right and uh if the movie came out now, I think there would definitely be more of that and it would not be 87 minutes, it'd be like an hour 40 getting all yeah, that in there.
0: They'd have to grapple with a little bit more. Um
1: and I I think there would be value in that if if they added that in. I think the mm-hmm. lesson is there like in in the e- ephemera surrounding what we do see. But uh yeah, I I do think it would have been good for him to to learn something like that. Uh, I, I think the closest we get to it is when he's trying to explain to Max that people lie, and sometimes they have to lie, uh, you know, yeah. like the, the little white lies, just to make the people you love happy, which is not what he does, by yeah. the way. Not even just to make them uh, happy,
0: but just not to hurt someone's feelings, which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's using to explain it away, but he's trying, to get it, he's trying to get his son to unwish it so he can go lie in court.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but... You know, he's like, your mom lies and Jerry lies, and uh, so Max says, "Yeah, but you're the only one who hurts me."
0: Yeah, and see that—that that actually probably was the most powerful part.
1: Yeah, and you could like, and the actor, like the little kid actor, does a really good job of seeming hurt to have to say it, but mm-hmm. knowing that he has to say it, and Jim Carrey like looks hurt to hear it. Um, and so yeah, I think that's the closest he really comes to feeling the effects of his lies yeah uh yeah i guess i I do think it could use more of uh his lies biting him back in the ass but uh, yeah
0: well we have what we have everybody lies like house says yeah everybody um, poops and
1: everybody lies (laughs)
0: um i did i did note that this could this could just be like a metaphor for Powerful people that are rich and lawyers and whatever that just get away with lying on the grand scales all the time mm-hmm. and you know stuff we see on the news all the time. Um, so even though he is the ends up being the you know the hero of the <laughs> of the movie in the end, he definitely represents a class of people who lie because they can because it makes them money and they get away with it.
1: Oh, for sure, like uh, all of the other lawyers in that firm, and that's a pretty huge firm, like. He's the only one walking away f- with that lesson learned. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that firm is going to just keep doing what it's doing.
0: Oh, yeah. You had the one lawyer in the beginning that was like, I'll do it. I'm going to I'll do whatever I can to win this case, but I'm not going to lie. And like, <laughs> that's why he took a, why they they chose Fletcher, because like we know somebody.
1: Yeah. And they that firm wants people to lie. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. One so, person at a time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they all need to have kids who have birthdays who wish for them to not lie.
0: Yeah, one one person at a time, and then by the time they're all dead and can't face consequences. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Well,
1: they weren't going to face the consequences anyway. We we learned that. That's true. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> Neither
0: do I. <laughs> oh, oh
1: I, I did put, you know, sure, sometimes people need to lie, but there are grades or levels to it. Some lies hurt, and you can't fix it with more lies. Mm-hmm. Which is also something he does. He just adds lies on top of lies.
0: Yep, and they compound and they get worse. It's kind of like the. Uh, uh, it's kind of like Todd Margaret.
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to watch Todd, that. Todd again. Margaret would be a great uh, companion piece to this movie. <laughs> this is how lying and lying and lying gets you into trouble. That's <laughs> a good point. Sometimes you lie and your way into a good into a good job.
1: And there actually are consequences in Todd <laughs> yes. Margaret.
0: Uh, I want to watch it again. Just because the whole thing is ridiculous and wonderful, but John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well well I, that does it for me. I mean it's been uh on, since you looked at me. Yeah, I uh I was thinking of when we did the Meth Damon episode of Black Mirror mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what is it, USS Anyway, I was I thinking remember. of like, is this podcast going to be as long as the movie itself? <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> like Luckily, we were like, we're going, going to do a, we're going to do a
0: short thing, and then we're going to have it take as long as <laughs> as the episode.
1: Man, what's really crazy is if we had done Liar Liar instead of an episode of a TV show, it probably would have been a nice short live that we did
0: conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I don't have anything else, so uh three the third jim carrey installment <laughs> was yep. was fun
1: is, is he now the m- most like the main actor we've done most
0: let's see who else did we who else do we have repeats of
1: i mean we got a stall for time right yeah
0: all right well you want to finish this one out uh <laughs> sure all right. Well, it's been fun. So uh, thanks for getting this far with us in this very short movie and short episode. So yeah. um, if you want to send us an email about which actor we should redo an episode with, uh, I don't think that makes any sense. What actor is your favorite in our repeating series of actors on this uh, podcast? Send us an email at imitatingart1 at com or find us on social media at imitatingartpod on twitter and on instagram
1: yeah and uh if the actor question didn't make sense it's because we uh cut out the part where we were discussing it uh and if you want to find me individually that's going to be a big F and moose spelled almost exactly like it sounds uh on all the socials
0: yeah and i'm at Don is finite on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, YouTube.com/slash Don't Worry I'm Finite is where you can find my videos. Oh, it has been actual.
1: Yeah, it's been real. See you next Tuesday.
0: All right. <laughs> A little distortion on that one. Little little whammy bar. Don and Chuck will return in imitating art with Don and Chuck